On this Byron Lazine podcast, we go very different from any other podcast where we're typically talking to real estate CEOs and team leaders and big thought leaders in the space. But I have a huge thought leader in the video production space, my video producer, Bobby Kowecki. He produces all of the BAM content that you see. We talk about how we actually met, how Gary Vaynerchuk and DRock were involved in that, how we're breaking down all of the content you see, how Bobby is producing it, and all the equipment necessary to do just that. This is wildly informative. Hope you enjoy the pod. This one was fun. Well, brother, this is a little different with you being on this side. Super different. Of the camera. Um, I want to talk about a whole bunch of things. How mm -hmm. we're creating content, the, you know, the best way to create content, how to do a podcast setup. We're, we're doing content on the road. We're doing it in studio. We're doing it virtually. We're doing it a number of different ways. But before I get into that, Bobby, okay, uh, I want to kind of give everybody the story of how we found each other. I know there's a lot of oh boy business entrepreneurs, real estate professionals that are listening and have thought about and or are looking for their own video producer, a videographer. How do they find that person? Can they get somebody part time? Should they get a freelancer? Can they hire in house? Mm -hmm. And where do you look for? this type of talent. And so there's two parts to this. We'll, we'll give the story okay. about how we started working together. But I just the other day when you were talking to, when we were at Tomo's headquarters, yep. talking to Greg Schwartz, and you said uh, you had this degree, some fancy degree. In, oh yeah, very in fancy degree. Filming, right? In New York, some fancy New York school. I didn't even remember yep. that you had this degree. So I, I do want to, that's like part two of the story of how we, how we started working together. I didn't remember it until you said it because it's all good. when I hire people, when I like look at resumes and in between the real estate company, bam, the media company, I don't know. There, there, I probably have close to 25 W2s and then there's VAs mm -hmm. and, and there's, you know, we have our, our you, wonderful intern. We have a big yes, operation. We here. have Bobby's assistant of the summer, our Yukon intern. Haley for the win. Who's running this pod. You know, I never look at where they went to school. And I, I know because when you mentioned it the other day, I was like, I didn't even realize Bobby had some fancy filming school because it never matters to me. But we'll get to that in part two. First, how did we find each other? You can tell us story. When when Bobby met Byron. Okay. Yeah, so this is this is one of those like one in a million type stories that still doesn't seem real to me. And it's, it's awesome. So one night, everything had to fall into place. Every, like yeah. one second difference and everything would have been completely different. Right. So, uh, I was on Twitter one night working a totally different job right when the pandemic started, not in this industry, not in this industry. Before that I was doing sort of go for work and behind the camera in front of the camera, like extra work on just sets, right? Just job to job almost like you would how but I, you, you had a full-time job that was what you were doing some kind of sales right? yeah so so once the pandemic happened basically filming shut down in new york bill's got to get paid and i started doing uh like cold calling for a local home heating company basically calling people and getting them to lock in their home heating rates for the upcoming season um it was cool i mean i love sort of the sales environment it's just not what i liked i'm 
and good at it, I'd like to think, right? Like I enjoy having conversations and I think I can provide oh, you like to talk, Bobby. value to customers and stuff like that, but it's not where my heart is. It's not where I feel like my best skill set is. And that's always been in content creation. So it's pandemic. I'm working this job. I'm working from home. Money's fine, but not super great. I'm just trying to like grind and keep going. And one night I'm on Twitter and I see D-Rock, Gary V's creative director, executive producer. Who's who's probably been working with D-Rock for, or with Gary V. Like since the beginning. 10 years, 10 plus like, years. Yeah. They've been, yeah. Since he like, re- yeah. since Gary V really blew up, I feel like D-Rock yeah. has always been in that conversation. And uh, he had retweeted you. And your tweet was just like, hey, looking for a video producer. And I think it was Connecticut tri-state area or something where it was close enough yeah. where I was like, oh, okay, cool. And and, and I and D-Rock retweeted my tweet because I tagged him in it. Mm-hmm. I added him because I know how passionate he is about the content creation, the video production industry. And because they're based in New York, D-Rock living in New York, I said, hey, maybe he'll see this tri-state area you know, looking for somebody in the industry at the time, actually, Vayner Media was doing layoffs. Yep. So I'm like, just maybe, just maybe we're, we're growing, we're expanding into COVID. They're obviously a hundred times bigger of a company. They're laying off. Maybe there's some type of somebody that he may show this to. I didn't think he was going to retweet it, but he retweets it. And I liked your tweet and just went about my day. Like there was, I didn't think anything of it. And this was probably like, I don't know, like six o'clock at night. Like I had just finished up my, my other gig that I was doing it was in the middle of dinner. And I, and then you DM me, you're like, Hey, I like your stuff or, or something along those lines. Let you have time to jump on a quick call. And I was like, sure. Why not? So we jumped on a call and, uh, I, we, there, there was something that there was a click there. Like I, I liked your strategy for content. Uh, and I hope that I said something probably right where it was like, okay, uh, I'll be in touch later on this week. And then Saturday, so that was probably like Thursday, Saturday morning, you, me, and Jill jumped on a call, like first thing in the morning. And it was during that call where I was like able to really get a picture of the content machine that you had built. And I just, I don't know what I was thinking at the time, but I asked you when you do your podcast and you're like, oh yeah, we film on Tuesday. And I was like, great, I'll be there on Tuesday. Like I didn't even wait for you to call me back. I was just. Yeah, you jumped right in and, and you and you just took initiative and you're like, I'll be there. And at the time you're living in Long Island. In Long Island, yeah. I'm li- I'm in Connecticut at the time. And so it's a, it's a big drive. You know, it's easier actually to get from where you were to where I was by boat. Literally, Long literally, Sound. yeah. But you're like, I'll be there Tuesday, first thing in the morning. We'll do an in-person interview, and, and I'll check out the podcast the way you're doing the real word. I was like, all right, sure. I'm not going to stop you. Come out here because you know I'd love to meet you and, and see what it is. I mean, I was getting so many DMs, by the way, from that D-Rock retweet of people just like, you know, I want a job interview. I want a job interview. Because when D-Rock retweets something like that, it validifies it. Yeah. And so, so there was a lot of interest. And... Twitter, I mean, Twitter has been such a great, this is a hack for for everybody listening. Twitter has been such a great business meetup, more so than LinkedIn to me, Mm -hmm. because it's a real conversation. For years, I've used Twitter in this way, not hiring people, but meeting people in the industry that I want to meet. So just a little side note there, and, and it's funny that, you know, this all worked out through Twitter. So 
yeah anyways uh we do the the in-person meeting the in-person pod and that day yep you were like i'll move to connecticut the next week like literally next week to take this job you're like i'm working this job in sales you know heating fuel definitely not my passion and you know i'll I'll give them the appropriate you know one or two weeks whatever i got to give them and i will start this like now uh, my wife's willing to move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, have you talked to her? You know, this has been like, you know, 48 hours here. And we did that. You, you relocated within 30 days into so, Connecticut. So that Saturday we talked you, me and Jill on zoom Tuesday. I came here to the office for the interview the following Saturday. I, I moved into my apartment. Yeah. One of the agents actually helped. Yeah. What Jess yeah. Hoover. Yeah, that was, <laughs> exactly. That was awesome. All right. So I know for sure I never considered, I mean, you, you were working a job at, at a heat, heating fuel company. So mm-hmm. the college experience at that point, even if I saw it, and I don't think we did a resume. Did we do a resume? I don't, I don't think, think we did. So all, I think no. it was just your initiative of like, one, I was so impressed that you jumped on a phone call that night, like at seven o'clock, you know, after dinner time, you were like ready to go, super engaged. We, we chatted early Saturday morning on a Zoom or whatever, and then you came to the office. Like that stuff to me, running a business, is way more impressive than your resume. And I know for a fact that even if it came up that you went to the school, you were just working a job non-related to, so I would completely discount the schooling at that point yeah. in my mind. And here's why. And, and so this is part B of this whole, and then we're gonna get into like how we're creating content and the setup and all that stuff. The reason why I don't care about the schooling really with with anybody I hire, but particularly in this case, is I've seen so many people come out of school, whether it's for business or for an industry like this, and they have to be taught what's relevant right now for the business, for the operation of creating content. You You can go to film school, and I've never been to film school, and Haley's in film school right now or something like that. And I don't know really what they're teaching you because everything that we're doing to make short clips, to create long form podcasts so that we have short form clips so that we have a blog, they're not teaching you that, No, you know, dissemination of content. This is, this is what Gary V started doing basically. And this is what every business needs is this, this social presence that is speaking yes to the algorithms, but the way people want to consume content on platforms, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, yeah. YouTube, et cetera. And so even when you started working with us, it's like, Bobby, this is what we're doing now. I'm not saying it's right because I see huge areas for improvement. Here's where we need to get to. And there was a lot of learning in, I mean, we adjusted, we made adjustments probably every single week over oh, yeah. the first six to 12 months. I mean, we've been going at it for 18 months. I mean, listen, I don't know where were we in real world episodes when you came on. Oh, because we're at two. We're at thirty thirty this week. So figure. So I guess you, you came in at maybe one fifty or something. Yes, yeah, yeah. So one fifty. I had already done a hundred and seventy something episodes on a show prior to that, unnamed, that I was literally editing on <laughs> Windows, and so the iterations over time. I mean, we've exponentially grown from where we mm-hmm. were based on your commitment, your, your willingness to learn and all that stuff to me is more important than the schooling. But what, so, but you tell me, mm-hmm. cause I'm telling you how I feel about the schooling. What, like what foundation did that give you? What, what kind of, um, 
relevance to what we're doing today did that have where was the school all of that just so break the, it down so it was new york film academy uh and sounds it, fancy sounds super fancy right. I, have, I have a really nice backpack and sweatshirt from there but right. that's about it um nothing that i learned there i so so the joke i, I make all the time is i spent money on film school but learned everything that i use day to day from oddly enough cold calling and peter mckinnon on youtube right mm -hmm. like some more education from for free, a content basically. creator yep. on YouTube. Yep, 100%. And you learn by doing, right? So in that 18 months, we've iterated and sort of, you know, our, our mantra here is get a little bit better every day because it's, okay, how do we tweak the sound? How do we tweak the camera? What is the best angle? What is the best content? And, and I'm pretty anal about all of it. And it's and it's the best way to be. Like, we, we say all the time, like, this is a great work environment, but it's not a work environment for everybody because we hold each other accountable for, hey, that shot was good, but it wasn't great. How do we get it to be great kind of thing? Like, how do we optimize the content so that it is every time we put something out, there's, you know, nothing left on the field, right? And that takes time, but that's not something that you learn in film school, watching Bringing Up Baby, or What's on that? the it's it's an old movie, <laughs> or like on the waterfront and understanding like the Meisner method, all of that is great. The one thing I did take from film school though, and I use more now when we're doing our agent clips, is being able to speak multiple production languages, right? So the thing I actually thought was great was they had the directors, because there was a, a directing major, there was an acting major, they had the directors take acting classes, right? Because it's very hard to ask something of someone in terms of a finished product if you're not able to communicate that yeah. with them, right? So of value, I think that was the most important thing about understanding that sometimes you need to meet people where they are in terms of communication to get them to the finished product they envision, but also what you know will perform well on social, and, and for the company as well. What I like about you is, and I've met so many people, I mean, we have a bunch of editors and you know, I, I know so many people in this space, which is kind of weird because you know, I'm a real estate sales guy that over the last decade has blended into the media side and you know, meeting a whole bunch of different content creators and artists, right? Is that oftentimes, which is not what you do, Oftentimes artists, and which is why it's hard if, you know, if you're an agent listening where it's like, I've just had a tough time finding a videographer or a video producer, is that the artist will say, it needs to be done this way because the art, because this is how I like doing it. This is my passion for doing <laughs> film. And it's a bunch of bull. Yeah. Okay. Their passion means nothing to the market. Mm -hmm. And this is something Gary V nails. The market doesn't give a shit how you feel. It doesn't care about your passion for the art because 99.9% .9 of the creator's passion for something isn't going to relate to what the consumer wants. I mean, it's why, like, if you think about it, it's why superhero movies make so much more than art films, right? Because yeah. it's what the market dictates is popular at that point in time. If you need more time back, you need to scale your business, you need to stop doing administrative tasks, you need to hit the link below for VirtuDesk. I have hired VAs for multiple years. It's helped me scale my business like nothing else I could have done. You're listening right now to the video production podcast. Bobby, who is the video producer that does all of the BAM clips, he has VAs under him. So you can get VAs from VirtuDesk 
that are marketing mindset based that maybe have uh, can help you with editing can also help with maybe just the administrative tasks so you can dive more into the marketing. You're an executive assistant, an ISA making calls for you. There's so many different VAs that Virtue Desk trains and gets ready to work for you. So hit the link below for Virtue Desk. Make sure you're checking out what services they have to help you get your time back and grow your business. Right, they're not the most artsy films on the planet, but it what is what makes money. One of the great Gary Vee quotes is, the market is the market is the market. Yep. Right, and so you got that from day one when we started working together. And, and this is the mindset part of finding a great video producer. Somebody that understands right now to run BAM Broke Agent Media, to run the real estate company, to run these businesses, we need to be relevant on the platforms that people are spending their time on, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, and we need to make content that has the three-second hook that everybody's talking about yep, right now yep. that we started focusing on seven months ago, the three-second hook. Like and, even before the start of the new and, year, yeah. And now everybody's focused on the three-second hook, the three-second hook, but you, want, you got that from day one, that we need to be creating content that the market is consuming, not necessarily what we like, because what we like doesn't matter. The other part of that is you've had incredibly thick skin for oh, you 18 months. You have to. Be, and it's like, I mean, we have this inside joke. We always, well, well that was pretty diabolical, was diabolical. right? Like, <laughs> and sometimes people would hear that, like they're working for somebody and it's like, you just called my work diabolical or, you know, we made this mistake. And it like, instead of, you know, we just get straight to the point. Hey, Bobby, like we messed this up. Like, why did we do that? How do we make this better? Let's move. Let, let's move in a better direction than this. Mm -hmm. This was this was diabolical. We say we say diabolical like all the time, all the time. <laughs> but you never get offended. You're just like, great. How do we fix it? Positive attitude, committed, accountable. How do we go? I mean, that's probably something that's just natural to you. But you you have had incredible thick skin this entire time. I think that comes from oddly enough, a combination of two things: going on auditions, uh, doing acting things, and also working in sales because. Although yeah. you might think that they're not similar, they are. If you walk into an audition room and by the time you're done with your slate, which is just, my name is, bop, 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 I'm reading for X, they already know if you they want you or not by the time you're even done introducing yourself, right? So that plus, hey, Byron, this is Bobby over here at Home Heating Service. I'd love to talk to you today about your rates is a lot different than, Byron, how you doing? Bobby over here, uh, your rate's up. How you been, right? Like it's a very different conversation and tenor. Yeah. So I I'm, the joke I said to you the other day is, all creators should work in sales because it is the most galvanizing thing in the world to spend eight hours, make a hundred calls and have a hundred people hang up on you or tell you you're shitty or they're not buying what so, you're selling. So when I say that, you know, the five seconds of a 37 second clip that needs to come out because that, that part sucked, it's like, yeah, okay, I don't care. It's not that I don't care. It's like you, you got to parse through and find the seed of the criticism, right? Yeah. Because everybody's got a personality, but at the end of the day, like, we're all here for the same reason. So it's like, okay, uh, great. This was the feedback, but what is the end result, right? So, okay, video was bad. The end result is to make the video better. How do we do that? I'm not gonna focus on the color was off and how could you do this? Not that these are things you've ever said, but- I don't know the color, so I don't know about that one. The end result is making the video better. So yeah. if that's what I'm trying to take off. Everything else is just, Okay, great. Let's keep yeah. going. 
Like you got to just be able to take things in stride in any industry. But I feel like doing this more than anything else, you got to just, and on Instagram too, like, oh, this video sucks. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about this, that, and the other thing. It's like, okay, great. I'm going to keep going though. Yeah. So let's get into the the creation of the content right now. I, I just mentioned it. The most important thing for anybody creating content. So if you're looking for a video producer, you should be asking these questions like, how are we going to frame hooks? What's our three second hook? This is something we've been very focused on. I think it's more important than we'll talk about the equipment, all the fancy equipment. And listen, we've spent tons of money and I've been, I've been very like, we need, you know, do we have the best mic? And I, I think audio is probably number two on all the content that is being created above the, the fancy cameras that we have lighting, probably number three, and then the quality of the camera number four. So the content one, the hook, mm -hmm. this is, but you know, I think you focus on that. You focus on clear audio. You focus on the lighting should be decent, right? I think lighting and then the camera quality. And we're not even getting into the editing, which maybe you would argue would be above one of those, but, but how yeah. are we creating, let's break it down, how we're creating so much content out of one piece. So, our content strategy, when people see the output of content, the question we always get asked is, oh my God, where do you have the time for that? And it's really not that shocking that most of our content is just repurposed and rebroken down content. So what we do is at the top of our tree, we have our pillar content, these podcasts. This podcast will get broken down into several YouTube videos. And from those YouTube videos, it'll get broken down into even smaller pieces, TikToks, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts. Supplementary to that, we have your blog post. So this will get transcribed and summed up. That'll go on Broke Agent Media. So it's not every week we're thinking, oh, gee, how do we come up with 50 pieces of content? It's, okay, we have two pillar contents. How can we break these down in the most effective way possible, right? Right now, the most important part of that in our cycle is the bottom, is those 15 to 45 second clips that get people engaged, that get people to click through to BAM, to the articles, to everything else that we're doing. What can a video producer do to take a pillar piece of content like long form podcast and find the best clips that are going to convert on Instagram Reels? How do you find out of a 45 minute podcast, three clips that are gonna crush against the algorithm in a 30 to 60 second window? So the best piece of content that we have right now is informative content that is also polarizing and a little bit, I would say, incendiary, right? Where somebody who, like you who's a thought leader in the space is giving valuable content on, let's say, the housing market's not a bubble, right? That's well thought out, well researched content that you could back up with numbers, but is also something that a lot of people disagree with and a lot of people agree with at the same time. And they're not going to, I mean, TikTok is showing us right now that if you don't get them to watch the full three second hook, the video is going to fail. And, and so home prices are not going to go down, takes about three seconds, but it's a hook that's like, what did that person just say? Yep. Why are they saying that? What data do they have to back it up? What's their story? Who are they? And then you end up watching that TikTok two times over which sends signals to the algorithm that's like, this should be listened to more and more. Now, when you're doing the long form podcast, and this is something we've worked on a lot the last six or seven months, is how you're framing up the question so that they respond with a great hook or that your question is the hook, 
right? And we've really been thoughtful of that. I mean, even if you watch, if you watch the Real Word yeah. podcast, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and if you watch it in its entirety, you know when I am trying to engage a hook, right? I am framing up the things that I say in that pod, and so this does come down to the, you know, the person performing the pod, right? To be just aware that, okay, instead of me, you know, being monotone or delivering this information in my normal way, I need to maybe deliver the start of it in a very engaging, like you said, what would you, the word you used was polarizing, polarizing format so that it hooks people in when we clip this out. Exactly. But you got it. So you got to hook them with that first three seconds and that'll get a lot of people at first glance, but you also have to keep them right. And I yeah. feel like, I'm scrolling through TikTok more and more and I'm seeing people glean onto this style of a strong hook, but I'm more often than not seeing people completely fall off of that in terms of follow through content, right? Which is, okay, I got you with a hook, but really there's no substance to what I'm saying. So they're equal parts important and one without the other really doesn't work. You have to have a really cohesive clip that educates, but is also engaging. If someone's looking for a video producer mm -hmm. and they're not, they didn't spend, before we met, I spent eight years diving into this stuff on, on my own. They haven't done that. They're focused on their real estate business. They're running the company. They're running their business as an agent, whatever it may be. But they want it. They know they need to take this next step. They need a video producer on staff. They're going to hire somebody full time. What type of of questions should they be asking during that interview process to find the right fit if they don't necessarily have all the starting information that I had? So a couple things to break down there. I think that, so we use the, the disc test here. I think that's a great sort of way to filter out people who you think would work well in your company culture. Th that's good to understand how you're going to work with somebody right. personally. Absolutely. On top of that, homework, right? Where it's like, here is a clip from content I've created in the past, or here is a, just a clip of me talking, right? Here's the content I'm looking to emulate. Can you get me from there to here? Yeah. Here's raw. Here's what I want. And then the third thing to that, it would be getting someone. And this is why I would say it's hard to find somebody who is as eloquent in content creation language as they are in marketing language, right? Because more and more you find it going one way or the other because somebody who's really well-versed in marketing trends but doesn't quite know how to run a production isn't as effective as somebody who knows both, right? So you gotta have somebody who knows, okay, this is a hook, this will convert well, this will drive traffic. You have to have somebody with a, lot, a little bit of business know-how, right? they have to be able to trace the dots to the thought process doesn't end at the clip, right? So like when I make a clip for you for real word for bam, I know, okay, this clip is going to convert to this link is going to get to the ebook is going to get to the site. I can see the way down the funnel as it were, where that viewer is going and how we're integrating them into the content ecosystem. So you have to get somebody who understands that. And I realize that's a unicorn thing. Find somebody who's coachable too, I would say, right? Like, we talked about before, don't get somebody with thin skin. They have to be able to take feedback, internalize it, and effectively execute on it. Not just, well, I said the video sucked. Like, no, okay, the video was bad. How do we make it better kind of thing?
So you right now have four four editors under you yeah. and then you've got Haley. So yes. you, but Haley will be gone by the end of the summer, so you're going to lose that luxury. But so if you if you were just you, mm-hmm. if it was just you, you didn't have the four editors and you were working with say just a real estate team and you were going to create content and it, and you were giving your advice to this team of how you just as an individual you know, you say you're going to find somebody who's going to be able to shoot video and do the editing themselves, which you can do. Yep. You're capable of all of that. The production, the, you know, shooting the video, the setup, you know, the editing, even distribution. So somebody was going to be, you know, well-rounded, the Swiss army knife of video production for just the real estate team. What advice would you give them to focus on? Because they only have so much time in a week. Mm-hmm. What type of content should they produce what type of short clips? How much can you get done in a week? So, uh, great question. The advice I would give to somebody who works in sort of our field when it comes to the real estate would be that your your time is your most important thing, right? Like you're always working on something. So make your time as valuable as possible, especially with your editing. Focus on as much long form content as possible. Yeah that is evergreen, right? So you're not week to week, that can over time be broken down into shorter form clips while focusing and devoting one day a week to just here is a four hour block where we are going to record 60 to 80 clips, right? And you do that once a month and you're always a little bit of head. Supplementing that with YouTube videos and podcasts. This is why we do podcasts, right? Like we have five, four or five podcasts that we do every day of the week and all our content trickles down from there. So having that block content at the top where it's long, 35 to 40 minutes that you can really just squeeze all the water out of that towel. So it's a blog post, it's a video clip, it's a YouTube video. I would focus on video podcasting. There's a lot of video podcasts in the real estate space right now. It doesn't have to be an interview, by the way. It the, doesn't. The video podcast could be your own three-segment show like we do with The Real Word or The Walkthrough. Mm-hmm. It could literally be you reacting to things that you see in your local community. It could be you breaking the news in your local community as a 10-minute – like think Jeremy Knight, what yep. he does on YouTube. There, There's so many different – when we say podcast, there's so many different variations of it. Exactly, and you know – uh, time length is also, I feel like, something that people constrain themselves. Oh, I only got a 20-minute. People aren't going to listen to it. People are going to listen to your yeah, content. I listen regardless. to a lot of 10-minute podcast clips over and over. Like, I'll listen to a whole podcast sometimes. Just through the clips. Through yeah. the clips. Exactly. Um, so, so do that, right? The other thing I would say is before you hire somebody, be ready to show up as much as they are, right? Yep. So the great thing I love about working here and working together is that there's never been a time where you're like, oh, I didn't like my voice in that clip. I'd like, great, there's always another clip. The value was good. It'll convert well. You have to not be camera shy and be ready to put yourself out there just as much. Like, Because if you're hiring somebody, but at the end of the day, oh, yeah, uh, throw out this clip, throw out that clip. You need three hours to get your hair ready. Exactly, right? So... I think that's also something that in all the conversation we've had isn't talked about enough in all of the team leaders and stuff like that. Like 
you got to be ready to show up as much as you want your video person and, and to. And you can't rely on, I would say, uh, for that team leader or that agent that's thinking about this next step, you can't rely on the Bobby to have every... You've got to know what direction that you want to go in. It's your business, right? And I mean, every day I'm throwing stuff at you, how, you know, how we can get better or what I'm seeing or I'm sending you a clip from somewhere else or you're sending me back a clip. We're communicating every single day. It's funny because, you know, we're in the uh, real estate team office in Connecticut. We used to have a smaller office Mm -hmm. and I've always, you know, now I actually have a little room where I can hide from Bobby a little bit. But even before that, before Bobby, I was always sitting in the studio in in the other office, you know, so, you know, whoever the production crew was, it's usually me in that room making my calls, you know, doing everything because I want to be, this is such an important part of the business. I want to be close to it. I want to have my hands and my fingerprints in it. So you've got to know it. Maybe you don't have to be as hands-on as I am. We've got BAM going on and all this other stuff, but you've got to know what direction you should be going. You should be educating yourself as much as possible. And to further that point, money-wise, like freelancers are great. And they do great work. I love our, our team. They do amazing work for us. But you have to have at least one person who is fully committed their entire day is yeah. the brand, right? Well, freelancers are very tough. The minute they find something that is more aligned with their passion or a higher paying or fits better with their schedule, they're dropping you. Exactly. And it, like, even outside of that, like yesterday, you texted me, hey, we need to record a band breaking in 20 minutes. And you were there, it was set up, I was in office, you were in office, and we turned that whole clip around in like an hour and 15 minutes from stem to stern. So I would say that it's also something important is having somebody who is solely dedicated to making the best video content possible for your brand and for your company. And being flexible because even if you're gonna produce a lot of evergreen content, there is going to be, no matter what, there's going to be opportunities for you to get exponential growth with your content if you hit the right trending story in your community or you hit a big moment and sometimes those moments pass. So it's like, turn that thing on. Let's go. Yep. We, we, we've got a role right now. That's the world we're living in, right? There's a shelf life. You put up an Instagram reel. It's good for 24 to maybe 48 at hours best. Yeah. at best. Right. All right. Let's talk about equipment a little bit. Cause it's a question sure. that everybody has break down the equipment to pull off one of these podcast which could be a 10 minute yep. show could be q a could you be reacting could you be interviewing yes 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 what's the equipment look like to pull that off yeah so you're gonna need if you want something that looks like this right you can have a cheaper version of the equipment you're using i mean we're using several thousand dollar cameras 400 dollar mics a very expensive computer but there's a cheaper version of this right you can get 200 dollars mics a hundred dollar audio interface that plugs into your three-year-old macbook and maybe three okay cameras, and that's enough. And an okay camera is going to cost what? You know, if, if you get it new, you can get a, a decent mirrorless camera for about 1100 bucks. If you want to even go secondhand, like eBay, like I'm, I'm a big proponent. Most camera people treat their stuff pretty well, so I have no qualms with getting camera equipment secondhand. You can get them even cheaper on a good deal sometimes. And then the lighting is going to cost... For decent lighting, for decent on Amazon. lighting, you're lo- you're looking at about three hundred bucks for like a two LED light setup, right? Once you start adding a soft box or like a big aperture so, light, so you all get a in, more somebody could do a nice podcast setup wh- where the quality is certainly leveled up and pretty close to this. For how much, all in? 
four grand. I'd say four all, grand that much, Bobby. What if I, I got two grand? Can I pull it off? You can. So you can pull it. You can pull it off with anything, right? You can plug. I'm not egg. talking about the computer because they already have a laptop. Gotcha. Okay. okay. So, so, so then if you're a computer the laptop, yeah, you're well within that two grand range, right? Okay. Certainly. So could you do it for fifteen hundred if you take the computer out of it? Yes. Oh, definitely. Could we make it happen for a thousand? That's where you get. A, that's where your camera quality starts to dip. At, but, at, at, at okay. A, but what if you take the camera out? Could you pull all of this off with these mics and everything and and film from your phone? Certainly. Camera. Certainly. And if you're just starting out, especially if you're a solo podcast. I would say camera comes last, right? Yes. All right. Certainly so, right? Um, audio, lighting are your pillars, right? And audio above all else. If you're doing it on an iPhone, there's plenty of great solutions that companies like Rode and Shure make where it's either a lav mic or even a mic that'll look like this but plug directly into yep. your phone and give you great audio as well. And right now, the best place to upload your podcasts are? Anchor. Anchor is uh, pretty much where we do all of our podcasts since we started BAM. All of our podcasts have been transitioned on there. It's the most user-friendly uh, simply because Anchor is owned by Spotify, and currently, to my knowledge, it's the only way to get video podcasts on Spotify. On Spotify specifically. Spotify yeah. specifically. But what Anchor will do is distribute all your stuff automatically, right? So you don't have to wait for your RSS. It's going to go to Apple. It's going to go to, you know, if you wanted to go to SoundCloud. Podbean, to, Overcast, yeah. all these, you know, secondary services. It'll go to Google Podcasts. It'll go to Google Podcasts. Um, Anchor will just distribute it for you. Okay. And then you just have to log into there. In terms of the setup, I don't want to go too deep into that because I do want team leaders. I don't want agents. You know, I do want these business operators to just take action on it. It's what we talked. Like if you missed last week's pod with Lisa Chennai, we were talking about a mm -hmm. little bit this with her. She needs to step her game up. Go back to oh, last no. week's pod with Lisa. It was, it was a it was a great, that was a great pod. Um, but we did an ebook on this that, yes. that you had a big part of. And it's on BAM. It's on Broke Agent Media. We'll link it below. It's a free ebook. It walks you through exactly how to set up the podcast. There's a, there's a whole bunch of links there to check out the stuff, but it'll show you you know low co cost production. Yeah. So setup. the way we structure the yearbook, uh, yearbook, ebook, we should do it BAM yearbook. Yeah. Oh, that would be that's this. a good that's, idea. Haley, BAM, BAM yearbook. Yearbook. <laughs> um, the the ebook is structured through three different price tiers where it'll be effective no matter your skill level or your budget, right? The main thing is just start, right? Like we hear and we work with TF all the time where he's like, you just got to start. And that is, it might sound like common advice, but it's common because it's true. And, and so my hope is with the, the free book on podcast setup is that eliminates those questions of, well, what? Because people will do this all the time, whether... It's video production or becoming a real estate agent or anything else. Like how many times have I said, you've heard me say this and I've said it to the team, like, don't be that new agent that it's like, okay, I'm going to really start making my calls next week. Once I go out and get a better phone and a better laptop and a, and a better yep. uh, notebook, I need to go to the store now that I became an agent and spend all week shopping for stuff that's going to make, just do it. You already have a phone. Just make the calls. Just the numbers are there. Just do it. The The most effective time block I've ever had in my life is when I started going week to week by the numbers, right? Like Gary Vee had that thing where there's only 52 Mondays in a year. And once you start contextualizing, okay, I'm in week 28. I'm almost halfway done. I don't have a lot of time left to be dilly-dallying. Yeah. And now that you've, you've got a... Uh newborn on the way yes you, you, you don't have much time i don't have much time for anything anymore. at all exactly to be wasting this what i will tell you about this is a little advice i haven't given you about this okay is when when we had 
when I had my, I didn't have it. My wife had the kid. (laughs) When we had our first child, it really sped things up for me. I got to start making very clear decisions. Some things need to get out of my life immediately. And I need to start moving at a faster rate, which means I need to be more efficient with my time. All of that just started happening a lot quicker for me because now I'm like on this, you know, 18 year run of having to support a child, which is insane. yeah, yeah. You're on you're on that treadmill yeah. for life. So for I guess for life, I would say 18 years, and then you're out. Then you're done. But, um, yeah, it definitely, you know, start to uh, it starts to put a little kick in your step. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, the in common, a good way. In yeah, good no, way. totally in a good way. And the common thread I think here is business and creative video go much more hand in hand. I started implementing time blocking in my day, even just passively, where I feel more productive. Right. So, like, you, your advice to the new agents is okay, n- as little as possible white space in your Google Calendar. Yeah, as little. White space and or as little time wasted. Because exactly. Everybody wastes time, and if you if you want to be average and ordinary, cool. Spend a whole bunch of time in your calendar hanging out with average and ordinary people, right? I don't spend any time with average and ordinary. No, people. certainly not. So I, I want to really fill up my calendar with people that are gonna enhance the way I'm thinking, that are gonna help me learn, that are gonna push me mm. in another direction. Uh, that want to grow, that want to get better, that want to do more, that want to build, right? And and that's where you should be filling up your calendar with stuff like that. Yeah, and and as a producer, don't be afraid to not know things, right? Like, it, not everybody knows everything, but be willing to call yourself out on, man, I don't know as much about audio mixing as I want to. Great. So that hour instead of watching Stranger Things, I, I guarantee you there is... More. How many less video games have you played since you started working here? Oh my God. The PlayStation's collecting dust. It's slowly collecting dust. Um, so Too many code reds. Too, way too many. That's another, that's another that's BAM another, theme. There's always inside a code. joke. There's always a code red, even if it's really like a, a code slightly yellow. Slightly yellow. Everything, it's always red. Everything is a disaster waiting yeah. to happen. Maximize your time and be as invested in the final product as the people you're making it for, right? So like, I care about the clips because I know that we will all get better if this clip does well kind of thing, right? Absolutely. No, 100%. We've talked a bunch and we we have our real estate agent course. We'll link that below if mm-hmm. you're interested in, you know, becoming a better agent and there's some really good Instagram hacks and social media hacks in there. But we're talking about a course right now uh, about producing yep. a course around this stuff. We're talking about doing a course. So in the comments, love to know if you, you'd want a course on all the ways we're producing content. And, you know, obviously the setup would be part of that. The ebook is there. So that's free. Yeah. You can just yeah grab the that. ebook is just a video but, version or the video would be yeah. editing. What would be in that course? And, and the second part of that is we've also thrown the idea. So yep. we're looking for your feedback right now. We've also thrown out the idea of Bobby doing a podcast uh, regularly, whether that's you know monthly or weekly or whatever that looks like, where it's Bobby and other video producers so that you could just listen into that pod and hear some of the, the new hacks, the things that yep. they're testing uh, so would you like a course that's super tactical teaching every step of the way of how we're doing the clips and all of that? And then secondarily, 
would you like that ongoing discussion of what's changing and the mindset from the behind the camera video production side? Yeah, I mean, the, the number one thing you hear from all these YouTube gurus kind of thing is create the content you want to see, right? And, and coming up, there's a lot of content on cool camera hacks and here's how you use a green screen and here's how you do slow motion B-roll. But for the content we create and for the way content is trending, I haven't been able to find somebody who says, okay, so you want to be a video producer. Here's the five skills you need to get really good at to make yourself attractive to a company that's looking to hire someone to create short form, engaging, high conversion video. I don't know where those videos are, so I'm really looking forward to making them. On the podcast side of things, I also don't know everything. And there's plenty of people in our space who I can point to where I'm like, hey, that, that was a good video. How'd they do that, right? Or man, they are putting out so much content or their font is great. Like, is that what is making their video exciting? So now what's the difference in the editing? Are they doing something that's saving time? All of that. Right. And even just like shortcuts and little tips and hacks, right? Like there, there, there's plenty of people who edit in Premiere or DaVinci or Final Cut. And these are all editing programs and, you know, pe people like that know. But okay, um, Sure, I edit in Premiere, but we've worked with people that work in Final Cut. So is it maybe devoting a little bit of time every week to being familiar with all the programs so that you are sort of dangerous across the board? And you're you're giving out some tips on Instagram and, and TikTok right now. Bobby's a great follow. We'll link him up below. Appreciate so it. Start following Bobby along. And this is a pretty cool pod, man. I've never yeah. on this particular podcast, I've never done someone who's not a CEO. And usually people listen like, wow, this is so much different because it's usually CEO in the industry, thought leader or big team leader. And so, you know, this was different totally from different that. Yeah. But I, I did think it was very important uh, to bring this type of value to the audience. So let us know in the comments if you like this, if you want more of it. Also, we had two podcasts this week. So we did have it, two podcasts this one week. Of, if you got to the end of this one, thank you very much. But we have a second podcast, not on YouTube. Uh, it's just on the audio-only Byron Lazine podcast. Yep. It's with the CEO of Sisu. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Brian, we did a podcast with him, and... There were some technical difficulties. It was the first time we had technical difficulties doing a virtual podcast with the video output mm -hmm. and this is stuff we're going to talk about more too like oh that's a whole a whole section of the course unto itself is how do you podcast when somebody's across the country and yeah. not make it look bad and maybe they don't have great internet which is maybe what we, we don't know what, what happened there with that one but the audio came out fine mm -hmm. there's a ton of value in that we'll link that below as well uh, so if you want to go check out that on wherever you listen to podcasts that is up today so it's a double header edition and Bobby, I just, you know, this was super fun. Yes, a lot of fun. It, it, I believe that we can pull off the Bobby behind the scene pod. Yes. Uh, in the future, obviously, uh, the course, but we want your feedback on, on all of those things. But I really just appreciate the way that you've showed up every single day. You've been super committed. You've been accountable. You've had thick skin. You've always tried to get better. Uh, we've grown together. We're going to keep growing. I love you for that, brother. Thank and you. I love really, being here. Really appreciate you. Cheers. All right. We'll see you guys on the next one.